offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hello and welcome to Sabbath School University. My name is Kayla and I am joined by Angela, Mike and Kati today. Um, Kati, would you mind opening with a word of prayer? Sure, let's pray. I'm going to pray in Spanish. Padre Santo, que estás en el túler de los cielos, Señor, gracias por todas tus bendiciones. Gracias por tu amor y tu comprensión con nosotros, Señor. Te queremos pedir que ahora que vamos a estudiar tu palabra, vamos a hablar un poco acerca de tu amor por nosotros y tu muerte en la cruz, que seas con nosotros. Señor, te queremos mucho. Te queremos ver pronto. En el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amén. Amén. And Angela, would you read the memory verse for today? Yes, it's a long and complicated one today. So <laughs> be prepared. We'll focus. It comes from Matthew 16, 15, and I'm reading from the NIV. It says, but what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Okay, so it's an odd sentence by itself. Um, <laughs> somebody clue me in here. Who's talking and who are they talking to? Jesus is asking the disciples. Okay. He, well, and he started that off by asking what does everyone around you say about me? What are the people talking about? What, who do they say I am? Mm -hmm. And then he turns it back to them and says, well, okay, so what do you think? So was, was their answer not good enough? Like, like, was it he didn't hear the right answer yet, right. so he's digging? Well, the whole scene for me is set in quite a hilarious way, because I personally think Jesus had a little humor. So he was like, you know, I know who so-and-so says I am, but who do you say I am? Because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, so what's your take on me? Mm -hmm. And it's just a little self-assessment there, you know, to see, okay, you guys have been around me. What are your thoughts? And I believe Peter's the one that gives his, the, 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 the answer that kind of shocks everyone. Well, Simon goes off first. Peter, yeah, says, you are, the, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Um, and then Jesus replies and says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. I don't understand what that means. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lesson talked about uh, there was a touch of Holy Spirit in this moment. Um, because I imagine this isn't what everybody on the streets were saying. They weren't all, oh yeah, this is this is deep, guys. This is the holy, like, this is the son of God. But also, can we take it just like to a realistic perspective, mm -hmm. right? Like, people are already talking like, who's this Jesus guy, right? Mm -hmm. And they're probably they're 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 making their own assumptions. They're like, okay, mm -hmm. he's he says he's the Messiah. He says he's this, but really, I think maybe he just might be onto something. He has a good good set of words that come together and make a decent message you know <laughs> mm -hmm. so I think when when Peter responds and says that you are the son of God this is not the standard or typical answer that he's been hearing throughout his travels throughout his ministry so what makes this man's statement so different than everyone else and when it says this is not flesh and blood speaking um, I'm assuming that Jesus is, is understanding that this was a divine revelation that, that Peter encountered. And, and we kind of think of that almost mystically, that right. we're like, well, he had this thought and he said it and he didn't even know what he was saying. Like an epiphany. But I think there's times that we have divine thoughts that just stick with us. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this happens to mm -hmm. you a lot, but sometimes there's just a thought that I can't get out of my head. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll try and explain it away and say, <laughs> well, no, come on now. This is obviously a human. He's standing right in front of me. 
but I don't think, like at least in my opinion, I don't think that Peter is all of a sudden taken over and he's like, mm. you're the son of God. Mm -hmm. But I think this is something that, that the Holy Spirit has given him at some point during their time together. Mm -hmm. And it's just been there and been there and ruminating. And then this is the moment that he actually expresses it, that he says, all right, I'm going to put it out there. It might not be a popular thing to say. It might mm -hmm. feel like blasphemy, which they know not to do. But it's this moment of it coming out of him despite himself. Right. And can you imagine the reaction to the people around? Maybe a little side eye. They're like, "Yeah, did they plan sure. that? Go ahead, Peter. Mm. Tell them who I am. Mm. You know, no, I think, I think this is a moment in time where everyone kind of just stops and, and, and lets it resonate for a minute. Mm. And, and that, the whole scene, I think, is what qualifies his response. Um, when, when everyone at one point or another is thinking something else, they hear this gentleman's interpretation of who God is. Or maybe and they I were think thinking the same resonates. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, that's true. You know, maybe they just didn't want to say it out loud because or didn't feel comfortable. it wasn't, yeah, yeah it wasn't a popular thing to say. Yeah. Um, verse 18, Jesus mm -hmm. goes on to say, I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Hades, that's how you say that, right? Or Hades. Hades. Hey, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So, I, I don't know, this almost sounds like when I was reading it, like the first time around, it almost sounds like God was putting, well, Jesus was putting um, him, Peter on a rock, but I don't think it's the like, like putting him on a pedestal when in reality he was saying that, you know, on this rock, on Christ um, is the one that we're leaning on. Does that make sense or? Right. Yeah. So like the rock is the answer you just gave. Yeah. Not right. you as a person. As a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I, I this, this principle. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I think sometimes, you know, just in religion and, and a lot of faith based schools of thought, there is this desire to take a person based on their body of, of knowledge and their past and their actions. And we want to use them as the pinnacle. We want to use them as the example. And, you know, the rock is, is Peter. But really, it's, mm -hmm. I think it's more about what was revealed through his expression. That's the rock. You know, mm -hmm. the basis of this understanding is the foundation. The revelation of who the Christ is, who the Son of God is, that's the rock that, that, we are, that we're referencing. And so I wonder how many people, if ever, make that same misinterpretation. Well, actually, I think the lesson talks a little bit about that, mm -hmm. about the fact that if taken this verse out of context and without seeing what's before and after it, we could interpret it as that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's tempting, I think, to say, okay, Peter's where it starts. Like, our minds like the chronology of it to say, okay, this is where it starts. Then it gets built with this piece and built with that piece. And something about that resonates with us. Mm -hmm. But I think when you really look back on Christ's church, yes, he is our foundation. And then our church is built with these broken, horrible rocks that are all of us. Mm -hmm. The people who even now stop and say, you know, that you are the Christ, the son of the living God, like Peter said. The proclamation itself. Right. Like it's. I say that, I believe that, mm -hmm. and I'm a part of that church. You know, I'm a little tiny piece of it, mm -hmm. 
but I have a piece of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I it's built on the foundation of Christ and built by each one of us as we join this family and we join this this living, breathing thing that we call a church. I think this little dialogue is interesting for a couple of reasons, but one, one interpretation I had is just, Peter is known for being headstrong, for being, he speaks up when maybe he shouldn't. Mm -hmm. um, this, this dialogue talked to me a little bit about uh, like showing his passion, his his excitement over finding out who Jesus is, and oh, this thought came to me, and this is this is true. This is something that's so amazing to him. Um, but we don't get that excited about like this is something we know. Like we're not surprised by what he said. Like oh yeah, yeah, Peter was right. Okay. Where's well, our excitement? Where are we jumping out to say that in the crowd? Do we take that opportunity, or do or are we those people in the crowd that may have had the same thought and just yeah. Yeah. weren't yeah. sure yeah, what to say? Yeah, and that's what I was going to talk it? about a little bit. It's because this was pivotal. Um, what even though for us, like you said, it's something like, oh yeah, that's yeah, we know whatever. That. It's yeah, it's <laughs> what we were thinking. But he actually spoke up when no one else was speaking up. Mm -hmm. um, are, do you think that we're ever faced in our lives with moments in which we're not speaking up when we should be speaking up, or maybe moments where uh, this sounds kind of funny, but creating um, creating those circumstances in which we should be speaking up, um, even though it's uncalled for. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we water this down to, you know, Jesus asked them directly straight up to their faces, who do you think I am? And I think a lot of times when we answer that, we water it down to what the crowd wants to hear, like what you know isn't going to get rocks thrown at you. Yeah. That will answer, well, you know, he was smart, he's a... a lesson to build our lives around. He's someone that we need to learn from. He's someone, and we go with the answers that we know everyone's gonna kind of agree on. Mm -hmm. And we don't take that step, that extra step and say what maybe other people are thinking, but we know honestly could even get us in trouble mm -hmm. if we were just to say straight out. And I think, you know, to kind of answer your question a little bit, Kathy, mm -hmm. that I think many times there are ways to create this moment where you get to say who we think Jesus is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, we don't. But, In the appropriate way. Right. Like, yeah. But so often we hide behind the fact that, oh, I don't want anybody to know I'm a Christian or I want them to judge me by my actions alone or right. be inspired by what I do, which are good thoughts. Mm -hmm. But we don't take that step to be like, okay, now I get to say who I think Christ is in my life. Right. And I think the big difference because we could go out on the streets and just say, like, start yelling, oh, Jesus is Lord, he's coming and back soon, whatever, and some people do that, <laughs> and to each his own. But if you look at um, Peter, he was, I don't know, maybe this is just my view on and my take on this, but um, he was hanging out, like, he, he said this in front of people he knew and others, but, like, mostly people he knew. Mm -hmm. And so I think that once you be like have a relationship with someone and get to know someone and interact and show them by example, then you can proclaim. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, not that one comes before the other, but I think, yeah. you know, like if you hang out with someone and create a relationship with them, it's so much easier to proclaim big things like this because you're, you have more credibility to a certain extent. I think, I think on one end that is true, but I also think on the other end, you know, the hardest people to sometimes speak to are people who know you best. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they know you better than I guess anyone else would know. So they know your ups, your downs, your ins, your yeah. outs. And yeah. so for Peter 
to have this revelation of who God is. Why does he know that? I know what he yeah. did yesterday. He has that yeah. temper. You know, he's got that temper. Oh, God revealed that to him. You know, so yeah. there's like this judginess that comes with that familiarity, right. which makes it sometimes more difficult to be that open and expressive of what you've been convicted of. And so I think we see both things that happen in those scenarios. So, you know, maybe you feel a little more indignant around people you feel comfortable with, but but I, I would sometimes think that that, that sense of um, urgency where you are gonna go ahead and speak up, that, that comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's natural for people to, who, who, for people to speak to people who know them well. And sometimes, mm. it, you know, yeah, it's I just, like, I do guess I want to be judged? Yeah. It depends yeah. on your relationship with them and right. also Definitely. your personality as well. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, um, I'm, I, I talk a lot, but I get really shy and kind of timid when it's a first time meeting someone. Right. And I will work my way up to talking to that mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a little faster than most, but it, it does. So for me, it's easier to create a relationship with you and then be able to show you through my actions how I feel and then maybe proclaim or whatever it is I'm going to do um, versus I know people who are the opposite of way. They could, mm -hmm. you know, straight off the bat do it. So I guess it depends. Mm -hmm. And I think we're kind of missing a big step here that, and like, I think we touched on it when we were talking about the Holy Spirit working on Peter. Mm -hmm. But I think it's crucial for each one of us to pause, take moments in our day, take moments in our spiritual life to answer this question ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think we need to give the Holy Spirit time to work on us too, even though, yeah. Wait, what question? The, who do who you is? think he is? Oh, okay. You know, so, and you're right. Like we read it and we know what Deep the right question. answer is and we're, we're okay with it. But how often do we sit back and say, okay, who is Jesus to me? Mm -hmm. Who is he in my life? Who is he? And really process that. And I don't think it's something that can just be done once. Mm -hmm. I think it's a continual thing in our mm -hmm. spiritual journey. And only after we've done that can we step up and tell people who he is. Because it's one thing for me to step up and say, Jesus is the son of God. But it's another for me to step up and say, Jesus is the master of my life. Yeah. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how he showed it. Let me tell you all the ways he's been involved. Mm -hmm. But we, it's so easy just to gloss over it and be like, Jesus is the son of God. That's that. But taking moments in our day to let the Holy Spirit work on us and say, okay, what else is he? Right. Because God is infinite. And I think if we spent even hours every day trying to figure out who God was, we'd never get there. But we'd be better for it. Yeah. And I think he reveals himself to us in actions, in people. God teaches me so much through relationships. But that doesn't excuse us from actually taking the time and asking and answering ourselves. And then, you know, moving on to the proclaiming stage, it's a little bit easier because you have that answer internalized. Yeah. Right, right. Definitely. Um, not to change the subject, but I just keep reading this verse over and over again. I get really mm -hmm. excited about it. because, And I wrote down rude on, <laughs> on my Were notes. You planning to be rude? <laughs> no, no. No, <laughs> because I thought Jesus was kind of rude. Um, mm -hmm. But the more I read it, I realized like, okay, well, Peter is saying, 
uh, well, Jesus is basically tells them what's going to happen. And Peter's like, no, never, Lord. This shall never happen to you. I don't know why he sounds like that. But <laughs> like, yeah, that that's how you hear like him. Peter. <laughs> I knew who and, he meant. Okay. Yeah. And Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You don't even have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And at first I'm like, man, that is mean. That is yeah. so sassy of Jesus. But I can see where he's coming from. And it's funny because for me, I can relate a lot to Peter um, in the sense of like assuming things or just jumping into um, what I'm saying and conclusions without really um, thinking and praying about it. And I'm not proud of that, but I'm, I, I can say that I can relate. And I think, I think this is why this stands out to me so much because sometimes I'm like, oh, come on, that's never going to happen or whatever. When in reality, am I, what, am I thinking of myself or am I thinking of what God wants in my life? And throughout this whole thing, I just keep, that's just what stands out to me. The fact that sometimes, even when it's good things, mm -hmm. even when it's like church, like, oh, I want a program to turn out really well um, at Sabbath school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get so involved with that, even if it's a good thing, that I'm not really letting God do his will mm -hmm. in that particular place in my life. And I think that's part of the answer. Why was Jesus so rude, right? Yeah. I think, I think you can't the, go around calling people right. Satan on a daily right. basis. Like. But the, the lesson talks about Peter now has come to a point where he wants to instruct Jesus I, yep. on what it is to do. And mm -hmm. you know, now he wants yeah. Jesus to follow him. And, um, and I think that happens to a lot of us in our spiritual walks, too. Not necessarily us praying to Jesus, saying, okay, now, Jesus, you're going to work this right. out of my life. Go ahead and, and do, this do that. And this. But I think we take on a facade <laughs> that kind of wants to, you know, mirror what Jesus would have someone else do. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're leading out in a ministry or you're, you're somehow, you know, giving of yourself in a ministry, you know, when things are working out well and you're seeing growth and you're seeing change, mm -hmm. You forgot or maybe forget for a minute that it's not Peter, it's not The Rock, it's not Michael yeah. who's doing this work. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And, mm -hmm. and we want to start now directing people how we see the vision taking place, not necessarily how God has planned it to go. Well, and I think we make a lot of assumptions about what God would want yeah, in our exactly. daily life. Yeah. Like exactly. definitely God wants this for me and definitely right. he wants this for me and he would yeah. never want me to not have food to eat one day right. so and he, he wouldn't want to this. get that good job Clearly, right. like yeah. this would work out for so many reasons and and maybe those are all completely legitimate maybe there's nothing wrong with your plan but maybe there's a different plan or mm -hmm. or just a lesson you have to learn right so when jesus when jesus suddenly switches on people because i'm imagining yeah. being peter be like whoa yeah. right this all happened <laughs> in the same conversation now i'm satan yeah. <laughs> i was a rock yesterday today i'm satan what happened mm. and you know it's almost like you just need a quick check real quick and jesus is saying look you know, this is really how yeah. the story goes. You know what I mean? And sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to look at what's happening around us, what effects we've had on others, and we have to assess that, not to the point where we think we've had anything to do with it necessarily, mm -hmm. remembering yeah. who is ultimately leading that force. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking of a story I heard once about God's will that really helped me see some of my own deficiencies. Um, and I won't say it quite as theatrically as it was presented to me, but basically a father leaves his son a plan to build five buildings on their land. 
So, and then the father goes, and then the son takes it. He looks at this building. He's like, it's a good idea to have it there. I'll build it right there. And he does that with four of the buildings. He says, oh yes, this is right next to the river. We want it right there. I'll build it. And he gets to the fifth one and he says, oh no, that's not quite positioned right. We'll move it over here. Mm -hmm. And he builds it. When the father comes back, he says, you didn't do anything I asked of you. And the son's like, well, four out of five buildings isn't bad. Like four out of five buildings are just where you wanted them. Mm -hmm. And the father says, yeah, but you didn't do it because I asked you. You did it because you thought it should be there. Mm -hmm. And so you agreed with me on that and that's why you did it. You didn't do it because mm -hmm. I asked you. Mm -hmm. And so all five of those buildings were there not because I asked you to do it, but because that's where you thought it was a good idea. That is amazing. Isn't Story. it? Like yes. every time I think of it, I'm like, yes, that's what it is. Because so many times we look and we go, okay, God wants me to do this. You know, I see it in his word. I feel it. I, okay, I'll do this because yes, I was already going there. Yeah. And then, on the or it's working out. It's so, like technically, yeah. yes, sure. We did the thing that was laid before us, but we didn't do it because God called us to do it. We did it because it was convenient. I didn't eat this because, not because God didn't said not to, but because I decided that I shouldn't. Right. Or, you know, and so much of that, mm that's the majority of what I do. Mm -hmm. Like, no, absolutely. so I, many times it's like, this is what God calls me to do. Yeah, that would be good for other people. I will do it. Because the one time it's uncomfortable or doesn't match your interpretation of what should be, we go ahead and change it up. Exactly. Well, I know he thinks this way is going to work, but I bet this way will work better. And that's exactly it what falls Peter's... falls in line with all the other things he had... Exactly. Anyway. This will turn out that way, right. but he just didn't see this way. And I think that's exactly what Peter is doing in this. He's saying, wait, you couldn't want it to be that way. Like, it's not going to happen that way. That's just too, too far out there. So I think that even, so if you go back to the verse in which he, um, Jesus is talking about the rock. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't take that that verse out of context because if you keep reading a little bit, you realize he's Satan at that point. Um, <laughs> yes. I, when you were talking about that story, sorry, I really have to share this. Um, so I've had, like, there's just this wonderful thing that just happened in my life a few months ago, but I had been applying uh, for jobs somewhere else. And I mean, when I'm talking about months, I'm talking about, like, 11, 12 months applying for jobs in these places. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, um, I was like, you know what? Nothing is, nothing is happening. And it was in a different state. And I was like, I'm just going to pick up and go. And I set a date that I was going to go and just do it. And God had a completely different plan for me. Because even though I was like 100% sure that God wanted me in a different state, mm -hmm. he didn't. And I, and I was uncomfortable for me to stay where I was, even with all the direct signs of God telling me where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's why I love this verse so much. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just wonderful how like God can call us out. And I feel like mm -hmm. I need to ask for that more. Like God, call me out where I need to be called out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it feels like such a dangerous thing to do because you know he'll do it. Right. <laughs> and like right. that, okay, am I ready to hear this? Am I ready to hear 
what I've been doing wrong. And or am what, I prepared to do? Yeah, am I willing to make that next? change? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and so many, I think it's really easy for us to be like, of course I'll change. And then in reality, it's because we don't understand ourselves mm -hmm. very well. We don't want to. Yeah. But like you were saying, like Peter seemed to be quite open to this uh, reproach, though, because you don't have any talk back from him. And then the next and I chapter, feel like that's something he Jesus does really takes well. Yeah. Like talk back. <laughs> but he has a talent for that. Uh huh. No, but then like Jesus does take him and James uh, and John up to the mountain for the, and then the transfiguration happens, but mm -hmm. clearly Peter is still engaged, he's still part right. of the group. He didn't, he say, oh, no, Jesus, that wasn't appropriate, I'm really embarrassed because you called me out like that in front of everybody. He right. appears to have accepted it and tried to learn from it. Which I don't think we're all very good at. <laughs> um, but I think it's also a really good testament of who God is. Yeah. Because he can call someone Satan <laughs> and still, and still be like, you're one of my closest people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you're in my elite three, which is amazing. So many times I'm like, oh, God must be upset with me because I did this or that, and he might not want to talk to me for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the moment you step back and you're like, I get it, I did wrong, let's fix this, he's willing and right there to be like, all right, you're my family. And also, thinking about like today's scenarios, are we, are we ready to accept the, the fact or acknowledge the fact that sometimes we too can be used by Satan to deter the plan that okay. Christ has set you forth? You got there. You I'm know? so <laughs> glad okay. you finished that sentence. I wanted I'm to finish so it. I saw everyone's like eyes are like, <laughs> are you sure you want to go but, but do you know what I mean? Like, like sometimes yeah. you, you have to step back and be like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going the complete opposite yeah. way here. Right. And sometimes you don't even realize it and someone calls you out on it and you're like, whoa. I'm imagining what Peter felt like because as you said, you know, Jesus were, they were tight, they were close. And for Jesus to just snap back and, you know, and just be like, you know, get thee hence, Satan. You're just like, <laughs> whoa, what just happened here? And then yeah. I'm sure a conversation followed. And, yeah. and, and I'm sure in, in regular Jesus fashion, it was done appropriately, mm -hmm. you know, with love and compassion. But it's in that moment that Peter has to realize where he kind of stepped off yeah. the, the, the plan. So yeah. when, when it happens to us, are we offended when it's brought to our attention? Or are we willing to sit back now also and, and reevaluate our, our actions? Yeah, and so many times I think we do it, you're right, without knowing what we're doing in the moment, but we do it under the guise of logic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not gonna encourage you to go to that mission trip because logically you haven't figured out all of the pieces or logistics that go with it. Or I'm not gonna encourage you to join this Bible study because I think it's a little bit advanced for your level. And we use our logic so poorly. I mean, we're limited little people. And I think sometimes that turns into discouraging some somebody from something that God actually wants them to do. So if you had to like sum up real quick what you learned in the lesson, what would, what would you say? God's in it for the long haul. Yeah. He won't walk away if I hmm. the possibly embarrass him slash just speak inappropriately. He will be there to help me back. I would sum it up with verse 25 in Matthew 16 that says, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's that God is patient with us, mm -hmm. that he has a lot to show us and a lot for us 
to do with him? I think okay. for me, it's learning to identify the rock, the symbol, mm -hmm. that which is Christ. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining me. And thank you for joining us for Sabbath School University today. Uh, there are more videos online at sabbathschoolu.org.